Hi, everybody, and welcome to an exciting edition of Words, Images, and Worlds. Joining me today is Eric Larson. Uh, we're almost wearing the same shirt, except mine does not have like a California logo. It's just, I think, the same gray kind of thing happening. Thanks for jumping on with me. Sure. <laughs> what can I help so, you with, man? What's that? <laughs> what can I help you with? Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, since, since you were kind enough to join the call, a um, couple of questions for you, which you can take in, in any way that you'd like. The first one being, <laughs> what drew you to this world of comics? I see uh, comics lined up behind you, um, yeah, some white boxes there. It's it's a little much. Um, I just, my dad read comics when he was a kid. He collected them when he was a little kid. So we yeah. grew up with his old comic book collection and i guess i imprinted on it at a very early age and i started drawing comics for myself just making up my own characters and stuff like that uh even before i started regularly buying comics i was making my own comics mm -hmm. and it's just i've known nothing else so this just kind of ended up being where I went I, you know it's like this is my world I, I was born into this and and here I am so I guess I'll do this yeah love it love it there's there's nothing like a good comic the smell of a an old comic it's it's its own world its own aesthetic yeah so so you did this thing where you created this world-changing company you were one of the people that was on the front lines of image comics i think that that has to be said in some way anytime i think it's like the tagline anytime that and the dragon um which my understanding is you you had the dragon in mind from the time that you were a young person creating is, yeah. is that true? yeah that's the case i mean he he's changed a lot over the years initially he was a a, a ripoff of batman <laughs> and uh Needless to say, by the time Image Comics rolled around, he was not much of a ripoff of Batman. But when I started, when he was when I was a kid, that was all a, a mask, and there was a little hole, and you could see his face through the hole, and it was a green mask instead of a blue mask. And but he had a cape and rode in a cool car and had a utility belt. It was it was, and I eventually just got tired of all the extra stuff and I was like I just make this bin as part of his head and just have him be a green guy instead of all this other stuff yeah. it's just me being lazy <laughs> I kept taking it in your years. <laughs> so was was Batman um, one of the first grabs for you as a comics reader uh, it was, my dad had a few issues, a few scattered issues. Uh, at one point, um, we had got a bunch of old comics from a used bookstore. And they just, and my dad was like, you know, take any 10 comics you want. And I gravitated towards all of the uh, 
the double size and 80 page giant issues because it's like well if i get 10 comics i'm gonna get the 10 fattest comics i could find because it'll be just more more to read yeah and uh and there seemed to be a lot of batman stuff in there and uh a lot of those stories were drawn by dick sprang and that did that big weird square jaw really appealed to me in some way so yeah i i I don't I don't know why. Uh when I started really getting into buying comics regularly, I tended to gravitate more towards the Marvel comics than the DC comics, but I bought what I could. You know, there would be isolated Batman stuff that I got into. I kind of like Jim Aparo's art more on uh the Brave and the Bold than necessarily the regular Batman comics at the time, but I bought uh detective comics off and on when during that period when manhunter was running in it so yeah i got into walter simonson real early and then jim Perrow was doing some stuff on batman around then he kept doing covers and stuff so i was like um i'll, I'll buy i just bought comics it was <laughs> i really didn't discriminate much at all and if i went and and they didn't have the comics that I regularly bought. I was like, well, I have this money in my pocket is going to be spent on comics. So whatever's there, I'm gonna I'm gonna buy. And so I did. And there was times when I when there wasn't my regular books or nothing. It was a skip week. Skip weeks were always a time to experiment. Because comics came out on a real regular basis, like Batman comes out the first week, Superman comes out the second week, you know, those were like super regular and you could count on them, but there was four weeks and then there was another four weeks, which meant that every three months there was a skip week. Yeah. Um, and when you went to the store, especially if getting to the store was a, a journey, which it really was for me. Um, and it was a skip week. It was like, holy crap not one of these weeks these are terrible uh but i would be like okay what's charlton put out and what's gold key put out <laughs> what what are my other options here because i've bought all, all of the marvel dc superheroes that i could buy yeah I, re I remember the days of trying to find what you could and, you know, like spin a rack in a pharmacy, little, little bit in yeah. a grocery store. And in those days, I mean, if I picked up an issue two of three, I just kind of filled it in, in my brain. I was like, okay, that's, I'll, I'll enjoy what I find. Uh, yeah. Or three. Well, of, you know, when I was a kid, we didn't have any of that. It was like pre miniseries. So miniseries just wasn't even a thing. Yeah. And every series that I could pick up, I never got to start on the ground floor. It was always like, here's Hulk, and it's on issue 176. Enjoy. <laughs> it's like, no, Spider-Man's in the 140s, and the Fantastic Four is in the 150s. And so you just like, uh, well, the idea that you would be able to start at the start of anything was just so unusual to me that occasionally when it did happen it was like oh nova nova and it's an issue one. Oh my gosh right <laughs> what an awesome experience this will be
but that was that was really unusual. And these days, it's like, oh, there's number ones every week. Here you go. Yeah. There's like six or eight of them. And, and they, they very restart. often, they're not starting anything at all. It's mm -hmm. like, hey, here's Superman number one. Oh, is this the start of the beginning? Are we getting his origin? Are we going to get? No, it's we just got a new creative team. So it's Superman number one. <laughs> oh, great. So there's still, something I, about that big all one. That's, there's all this stuff I'm supposed to know coming in on this new book uh, yeah the the multiverses upon multiverses and uh, well, when... it's crazy you know it's like I, you read i remember like john byrne came on spider-man and he's like okay so what's what's new here you've, you've literally in your first issue you've got the scorpion going after J. Jonah Jameson from something that he did in some previous series. Mm -hmm. In issue one. No. Oh, except you gave him a new costume. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's a it's a different world of comics. What what do you think is next in the world of comics? Is it gonna be more of the it's just be more of the same. I don't think yeah. I, I don't ex I don't expect any grand change to be taking place anytime soon it's just marvel and dc are going to continue to do what uh, is putting food on the table that's just kind of the way that works oh is this successful okay well we'll do more of that if if it's not successful we won't it's it's you know and they're, they're putting out way more comics than they put out when i was a kid so something must be doing okay Perfect. you know when i was growing up it's like marvel's entire line was like 30 bucks and now they're putting out close to 100 so you know somebody's buying that stuff they're, they're not just pouring money into a hole um and i've had editors straight up tell me that if if books don't make money they're canceled so these books are making money i guess they're putting out a lot of books because they want to make a lot of money <laughs> right seems to be doing well you know if numbers aren't as big as they used to be but you still want to make the same amount of dough then you put out more books and take a little bit of money from every book and life is wonderful how uh what's the experience been like of kind of living with and working with image and the dragon for uh this span of time that you've been able to do that oh it's been awesome yeah <laughs> I mean, yeah it's the easiest thing in the world because i don't have anybody who can say no um i just do whatever i feel like doing in any particular issue and and then it's published but uh, yeah, I, I'm pretty much sending things directly to the printer, uh, so there's nobody in in the chain of commands who can even change anything. It's literally like this is what I'm sending you. Print this, and then that's printed. So I mean, that's that's awesome. That's and it's so weird to go back and do like little jobs for other people and have them be like, Oh, can you change this? Oh, whoa, what the hell? 
<laughs> I, I was asked to do a Superman cover at one point, and I just sent it in. They're like, whoa, whoa, they're not supposed to do that. You got to send in a sketch and we need to approve it. It's a good thing we like this. And it's like, yeah, it is a good thing you like this because this was the only one I was going to draw. So <laughs> if you didn't like it, you wouldn't have a cover by me. So it's all worked out. Yeah, it's, it's such a strange thing to be suddenly back in that. Like, oh, this is one of the reasons I hated this. That's no fun. Heard uh, Jim Valentino. He came on a podcast episode and talked about when you've created a character and some editor or somebody's telling you, oh, that's not the right thing for that character. And you're going, what are you talking about? This is this is yeah. my baby. This is what I did. Um, so <laughs> I, I made this guy up. You don't tell me what he would or wouldn't do. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, that's been the beauty of, of this stuff, too, is it, that you can take these any way you want and go in whatever direction you want with them, and nobody can tell you otherwise. You know, every single part, and if you get, if you're super anal about all this nonsense, you can indulge that <laughs> to such a degree where you can really be a super control freak of, you know, I'm going over all the coloring and I'm moving things around. Uh, you know, I I do balloon placement for the letterer and then the lettering comes in and then I'm marrying the lettering to the colored pages. So I'm, you know, nudging balloons a little bit this way and that so they're exactly where I want them and I can avoid tangents and I can tuck things behind people. And... Jesus. <laughs> no wonder it takes me so long there's, there's a lot to it there's a lot to oh, it oh yeah yeah there's there's a hell of a lot to it and just the technology has advanced to such a point that you can be way more hands-on than i could ever be at, at marvel and it's like that was just not possible even if i was doing color guides for uh stuff over there um there's still going to be somebody else who's going to be interpreting that coloring guide and making decisions based on that or and now it's it's not that way at all now i can be i'm picking this color i'm putting it in i'm doing all it's, it's yeah. crazy and but, it's great to have that the stream of image and um i mean there are other publishers but image is the one that always comes to mind when i think about creative freedom and kind of the the world of comics that's a little bit more the wild west where creators can do what they want and it's not necessarily yeah. tied to all of these other concerns yeah yeah i mean there's very little that comes up Every, occasionally there'll be something where two creators will both be like i want to do a book called and then they just choose the same name you, as the publisher you go like well we can't really have two books called it whatever yeah yeah you know so there's a little bit of that and we've had situations where we're like oh we have a book called sex and we have a book called sex criminals and we have a book called criminal and it's like well <laughs> that, that can be a little confusing but let's just roll with it and see how it goes right right <laughs> it's its own little pocket it works <laughs> yeah right we have a book called Black and White, and it's in color. We have a book called Color. It's in black and white. It's like, what the hell are you guys doing? 
<laughs> anyway. Um, so before we, before we wrap up conversation or anything, I don't want to keep you in a, thank you for negotiating the, the time differences too. I'm always, I'm not a math person. So I'm like, wait, it's one o'clock here. And what time is it there? Um, I always like to give folks yeah. the chance to, to tip off anything like upcoming things, events, or just, just a message you want to share to the world about an organization that you believe in or, or anything like that. I believe in the organization of the vintage comic. <laughs> I don't know, man. I mean, I'm not doing any events in, in the foreseeable future. I might do New York Comic Con later this year, but I haven't done a convention since the pandemic uh, started raging. Yeah. So I've pretty much just been getting my stuff done or trying to. Um, but I'm still putting out this savage dragon thing that's still an ongoing concern and uh occasionally i do an issue of ant that that, that happens too uh -huh, uh -huh. so i don't know man I'm, I'm making comics i'm gonna make some more and we're gonna enjoy them that's, I hope that's that is the plan case. yeah it's the plan all right well, well thank you for a wonderful conversation lovely chat <laughs> Um, okay. we got the, we both got the gray shirt memo. So this is good. Yeah, that's, that works. I guess yeah. I can peel this off. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I didn't know we were playing shirts and skins. So, all right. Uh, right. anything else I can help you with, sir? I, no, I think that's it. I think that's it. I'm just going to mosey on my way here, but, uh, yeah, thank you for, for stopping by and, talking yeah. with me i always want to say talking with us but it's me until i share it and uh, i'll share back the audio with you okay sounds good thanks so much all right